It's Monday the 3rd of May 2021. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the Ruv broadcast journalist Birke Thor Hardason. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. Um, this weekend saw the biggest changes to lava flow at the Geldingkatalir volcanic eruption since it started around a month and a half ago. The health minister is set to announce the latest set of domestic COVID-19 prevention rules, as Iceland appears to have got the latest group outbreak back under control and had its biggest vaccination week to date last week. On a related topic, uh, Deco Genetics released the results of a study that recommends reversing or randomizing the vaccination age order to achieve herd immunity sooner, while some people involved in the latest outbreak have been subject to xenophobic abuse uh, that the Civil Protection Police Chief called out at the last pre- uh, press meeting. Special interest groups have been in the spotlight, uh, where they usually hate to be, um, as the central bank governor and the economist that chairs the bank's board both agree special interest groups have too much power and influence in Iceland. Surprise, surprise. Uh, The tourism industry received a small but symbolic boost this weekend as the first Delta plane full of vaccinated American tourists touched down at Keplavik, less than two days after the government announced what it hopes will be the last financial support package the pandemic will demand. And residents of Reykjavik will have a diverse set of neighbourhood improvements to choose from when they vote in the Better Reykjavik initiative this coming autumn. Um, So if you've been desperate for a rhinoceros-themed playground for years, um, now's your chance. Where would you like to begin? (laughs) Well, it's tempting to start with a (laughs) rhinoceros-themed playground, but I think we have to start with COVID. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Yeah, no, I guess we do. Yeah, it touches on a lot of points you you mentioned uh the current situation um today everyone was in quarantine uh, everyone who was infected was in quarantine which is always good and um, what was it four or five today uh, four today four not many no and all, during the weekend everyone was in uh, in quarantine as well so they seem to have like gotten not got the, uh, the 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 spread of the group what do you call it? Outbreak the, the, or infection? Yeah, yeah. Mm. the group infections under control. But um, so there are brighter times ahead. They, the the government has announced that they are going to ease or change the 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 regulation, the the rules that uh, are in 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 place uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll more people can uh, get to the swimming swimming pools people have been queuing uh, in front of the the swimming pools in these uh, on these good days that we've had uh, and uh, and then there's the uh, a new more of a renewed uh, set of um, economic Packages that they are that the government is implementing. Mm. If I could just jump in there, yeah. Um, last week, Thorolvud was asked what he's, you know, which direction he's looking at for these new changes, and he mm. said, "Well, there's still cases coming up out of quarantine." And it was only a week ago that I think a lot of people were still coming up out of quarantine, and he was saying we're probably not going to relax much. And just suddenly, it seems now, ever since like Friday, Thursday time, things seem to be a lot better. Uh, do you think yeah. that will affect or has affected uh, the way Svanti is, is thinking about 
This. Yeah, probably. There is this two-week lag in the in the data that they are looking at because they, when they detect one infection, they it usually takes or usually it just there is a buffer of two weeks that the they have to give themselves mm-hmm. to find the next infection. So, I guess that they have seen that the uh, the group infections they are relatively like controlled or isolated in the community um so it's not that as widespread as they might have thought and or or feared so um hopefully yeah i mean hopefully they they've just they're confident that the uh the, these are just isolated cases mm-hmm. but i don't know they yeah, probably. You have to think that, don't you? <laughs> You'd hope so, yeah. Um, but obviously Thorovo is saying, as he always does, it's his job, um, that we should be very cautious mm-hmm. about how we do this and, and, and when, because it's barely two, three weeks ago that this all started again. Yeah. Uh, and that was disappointing at that time. So it's possible again that that could happen. Yeah, you think Thorolor is always reserved. He's always like uh, he's very conservative. He doesn't want to ease the uh, the regulations too soon. We have done it, and it has like it has backfired. So he's he's quite conservative. But Swantis and the government, the health minister and the government, they have to think about the uh, the bigger the bigger picture. Like you said, Thorolor's job is to uh, yeah, he's the 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 chief epidemiologist mm-hmm. so his job is to like put people in quarantine and uh, like all these uh, restrictions put in put in place all these restrictions but the uh, the government is uh, they have to think about their political fu- future as well because we have elections in the autumn and people and you 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 see the politicians they are they are all getting in in shape for the for the uh, for the elections, quite literally, because uh, the what do you call him the the child and the Ausmünder Einar Dalason. He's the uh, minister, minister for of welfare and children and children's affairs. Yes, yeah. uh, he was quite literally getting in shape on Instagram this morning, <laughs> uh, which is. Uh, yeah, smells of elections. <laughs> Interestingly, he's, I mean, completely aside to the topic here, but it, perhaps of the three political parties in the coalition right now, his is perhaps not the most popular, but mm-hmm. he is one of the most popular ministers in the government. Yes, I think that has generally, I, I, I want to say surprised people, but the, he has done a good job and people tend to think that he has done so. So... Um, he was one of the the least liked ministers, and now I think he's second only to Katrin Jakobsdottir, our prime minister. Mm. And he's also the the least disliked minister, <laughs> which, which is, is two different measures. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. Uh, he's been very open. That's why I don't know why we're talking about Ausmund and that, but uh, yeah, he's been very sort of open about his personal life. I think yeah. as the minister for children's affairs and welfare, he's really opened up to the nation about his difficult childhood and, yeah. and why he cares about this issue so much and that's yeah, probably been, boosted his popularity yeah i think when politicians uh, decide to be sincere about their like personal lives and their beliefs i think 
everyone can relate and I, uh, generally I think it boosts every politician's popularity. Mm. To uh, to bring it back to the topic, um, you mentioned the government's support package and mm. maybe we can also bring into that the, the tourism industry kind of beginning to wake up a little bit. Again. Yeah, this weekend we have had, um, I think, yeah, Delta started flying in with uh, vaccinated tourists. Um, you have to uh, have a, have papers that show that you have been vaccinated or you have had COVID. So uh, people can come. They've started to come and people are seem to be pretty excited about going to the Golden Circle, checking out the, uh, the eruption in Reykjaneskaya mm. and doing all these usual touristy things that we haven't seen or heard about uh, for a year yeah a year and a few months now and it's quite uh symbolic yes symbolic and it was a small start at the weekend just one plane with 180 mm-hmm. or something passengers on board full notable mm-hmm. but they're doing that multiple times per week already mm-hmm. and then united is starting mm-hmm. and then iceland there is i mean they've been going weekly to boston yeah throughout but now they're really going to start ramping up their provision. Yeah, this summer I think they're going to fly to yeah several cities in, in America, mm. the United States. But not mainland Europe yet? Um, not yet, I think. But I, I, it will come. They have done some uh, rental flights or those flights to Tenerife and those, those summery places mm. <laughs> in the south. But uh, I think it will naturally come when people get vaccinated. Mm. And on vaccinations um this is the uh, this week is going to be the largest week in vaccinations in Iceland uh, to date last week was our uh, is our la- largest week now but uh, this week is going to be on top i mean we topped 10,000 just on thursday right yeah i think Alone, so which yeah. is and this week 10,000 people are going to get pfizer um, I think around half of them are going to get fully vaccinated, like getting the, the second jab. And then we have uh, 6,000 people getting the Janssen vaccine, which is only one one shot. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get fully vaccinated. And then there are uh, 2,400 that are going to get Moderna. I don't know if it's going to be the first or the second jab. So no AstraZeneca this week. No AstraZeneca this week, uh, at least according to the the, the first uh, published story we did on Rufbundris this today. And I suppose that makes sense because they 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 send the plane full of whatever it is once a month or once every two weeks. And last week it was all mostly AstraZeneca, so they yeah. probably just run out. And now we're just going to now we're just seeing the uh, because they in in February and January they they announced the, the the big pharmaceutical companies that are producing all these vac- vaccines they announced that they're going to halt production just to get the the factories uh, enlarge in the factories and now we're seeing the benefit of that because we are getting more than the uh, the than we expected um, we have had several news of of us getting extra extra capsules of, of vaccine. Mm. And uh, that's a, 
big change from before when it was constant news about, oh, we're getting less than we yeah. thought we would. Yeah, we was, it, it was a few weeks of that, uh, that were gonna, that there were delays and everything. But now we've had some positive news for uh, quite a few weeks now. So I, I think everything is on the, uh, on the upturn. And with these... Uh, the new or renewed renewed packets that the the government put forward on Friday um, to uh, en- uh, enrich in the uh, the en- the economy economy uh, I think that's uh, that would only help to to get things started again mm. and the uh, the uh, the package is mostly focused on on uh, companies in the tourism industry industry so hopefully they can hire back some people that they had they la- had to lay, lay off in um, a year ago and uh, yeah and what were some of the other highlights um, they were talking about extending some of the things that are continuing the Lutabotelaith yes which is the, the, the top up benefits for people that are on cut hours um, and yeah, there was support for bringing people who are on cut hours back up to full time. Mm-hmm. Um, support for parents as well. Yeah, well, uh, there's uh, th- every parent on parental leave, I think, uh, will get 30,000 kroners like mm. transaction, which is, uh, yeah, it's been called for that the, uh, the, the uh, people on leave will, will get that as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, and the uh, well, the the government, the ministers, Bjarni Benediktsson, the financial minister, and the uh, prime minister Katrin Jakobsdóttir, they said that they hope that these measures wouldn't come into force as much as they are planning to planning to. They the uh, the ways that the the government has laid out for for these companies and people that have been laid off. It hasn't been used as much as the government and the uh, well, the, the yeah, the government and the regulators f- feared or, or or thought it would be. So uh, the uh, the situation hasn't gone a- been as worse uh, as bad as they uh, the government thought it would be. Do you think that's because the help hasn't been needed, or because maybe the r- criteria were too tight and the the complicated process too complicated? I think it's a blend of both. Um, they have updated these measures several times. Um, uh, every time they've been widening the the, the scope that the uh, the measures, uh, yeah, for people to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I generally think that the uh, it might as well be that people just haven't been applying for these for these things, or yeah, at least maybe maybe the the government just thought they uh, they needed to do more than they they thought to, which right. would be nice if true. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Okay, um, maybe we should move on. Yeah, should we do the eruption? Yeah, it's some, been exciting, like literally yeah, some, exciting. Some twists and turns this yeah. weekend. Um, we have had some uh, new lava flows coming up uh, in the recent weeks. It's been uh, going on now for, since 19th of March, the uh, eruption in, in Reykjaneskaye. Um, and we have had new openings and some closures and 
whatnot, and the 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 extent of lava is now filling up the valley that they, it started up started started in and flowing into a, the next valley, which is called Merardalir. Um, but this weekend, um, the uh, I don't know how to. I don't know if I know all the words. No, <laughs> On the risk either. of sounding stupid, the uh, the magma is now has now collected on one opening and it's just blowing up 300 meters into the air and uh, the uh, search and rescue teams that have been there and the uh, the the civil protection the, yeah the civil protection has been uh, remapping where the uh, the danger zones are and everything because the uh, the magma is blowing so high into the air and it it distributes the the lava so widely that literally rocks, new lava rocks are raining on people that stand too close, as we saw in the news program last night uh, and on our Instagram, Fréttir <laughs> And um, so it's yeah, it's literally been quite quite exciting, and you don't really have to go there anymore because you can see the 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 strokes and the uh, the magma flying up in the air from the the capital region. If you Which, stand high enough, like in at Perlan or something, you can literally see the the glowing lava blowing higher than the mountains around. And for anyone that isn't perhaps in. In Iceland, um, we've spoken before about being able to see the glow from the volcano from the capital, but this mm. is different because you're actually seeing the lava itself yeah. now, which is crazy, really. And it's it's so strange because it it's it's like it's dead for three minutes and then it just blows up like a geyser or something. Mm. And this is brand new behavior since this about midnight br- on Saturday. Yeah, brand new behavior, and our uh, one of our volcanoists, uh, Arman Höskuldsson who is a professor at the University of Iceland in geology. Uh, he told us that the uh, the eruption is just now getting normal. It's like an Hawaiian eruption, or uh, he, he, he mentioned the, the island of Reunion, which is, I think, French. Mm-hmm. French. Um, he, he, he said that the, the eruption had, has been unusual up until now because it was so stable it was so stable it it was uh, there was not these uh, these explosions of, of magma f- flowing up in the air again on a lack of knowing the, the right words and the terminology here but the uh, but now it's it it's more like the uh, the the eruptions that they have been describing this eruption as like the Hawaii, Hawaiian eruption. Mm. Yeah. And the changes this weekend, they don't mean anything in the wider sense of if it's going to stop tomorrow, if it's gearing down. If anything, it probably means the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned once on this program that I thought ge- geology was uh, kind of a guesswork. I think it's, I still think it is <laughs> because they always say, like, I don't know, it's 50-50 if it's going to stop or if it's going to continue for uh, many months now. Mm. So we we really don't don't know, and as as it just started, we don't know when it's going to end. We we really don't know anything. But they are they are gathering uh, the the scientists are gather, gathering 
a lot of new information about this particular eruption site uh, on Reykjaneskaye and the uh, and the lava flows and everything beneath the earth crusts. Um, I think they are getting very valuable data now. Um, so, yeah, probably in the future we will uh, have better understanding on what what is happening and how how uh, eruptions on the Reykjaneskaye how how they work and because again it hasn't erupted there for 800 years until now mm. but there is data to suggest that it's going to enter a phase of regular eruptions that could last for maybe a thousand years or something yeah because the uh, the uh, the timeline is like it it is in it, it dwells for 800 years and then it goes on for maybe 500 years erupting for 500 years with with stops mm. so this might be just the first eruption of that phase our new eruption phase on on Reykjaneskaya watch this space <laughs> which can, it, it can be quite scary because we have there like the northernmost uh dike or the uh, the hole in the in the in the earth crust that the the magma might come up is quite literally in Reykjavik. Mm. <laughs> so we might, as Sigurdur uh, Hagalin, or uh, a, a good author that uh, is also a journalist here at the Roof, she wrote in her novel that the uh, about the the Reykjaneskaye and the uh, and imagined an eruption there. And in her book, the the Atlevat, which is in literally in the city, uh, inside the city borders, erupted. So, what happened then? <laughs> quite exciting. I, uh, yeah, it exactly. might be tra- translated into English if it hasn't been done so. Yeah, the, the the interest is there. I know that much. There's people from all over the world watching the the webcams. Yeah, and we see it here on Roof we, because we we use the analytics to see how our web is used, and we get a lot of feedback on our uh, on our webcams. So yeah, the uh, the interest is is there. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should move on before we run out of time. All right. Um, <laughs> what did we have left? Um, Central Bank. Special interest groups, yeah, pressuring not only government but also media and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I think everyone knew that the the special interest groups were had their influences on uh, influence on government and and politicians here in Iceland. It just knew that the two top chiefs of the central banks uh, central bank they say it like so publicly. And uh, I don't know. It's it, it might have started or given the the discuss, discussion on on in the parliament and on in top level politics uh, kind of a new weight mm. because uh, although that the uh, the opposition parties uh, the, or the parties that make up up the opposition right now and the Vinstergreiner the the prime minister's party party been saying this for years nothing much has been done 
Um, they have done. They have implemented a program that the uh, every party has to, or every politician has to, uh, document every contact with a special interest group, or we just call it lobbyists. Mm. They have to like check in every lobbyist that they are in contact with, but uh, until some news media uh, identified that they uh, or did the news that the uh, there was no politician that had checked in any lobbyists in start of this year. Uh, they didn't do anything. So, but now I think there are some some people have started. So it's uh, I don't know. Maybe it, it's going to get. Uh, more interesting in a few days, but it's it's very interesting. It is new that the uh, the central bank is, is is so open about this. Yeah, I I was kind of taken aback by it. I mean, it's it what he said is the same thing that people in the hot pots at the swimming pool have been saying for years. Mm-hmm. It's not controversial. It's that people just oh yeah, such and such company, specifically the big perhaps fishing companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, have have a lot of power and influence, and um, of course it is. It's just natural. You see it everywhere in 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 the UK and the USA. They all have like lobbyists. But in Iceland, we maybe because of the, the we have such a small community, we we haven't like we haven't talked about it that much. We haven't done anything about it because really the. Uh, the uh, one of the uh, top chiefs of a fishing company is maybe an uncle of the uh, some minister in the government, and perhaps so, there was a naive assumption that the companies have got the nation's best interest at heart, which probably we don't have anymore. Yeah, maybe, but the uh, yeah, I won't have any have any opinion on it, but it might be. Yeah, I do think people have. Generally speaking, uh, in Iceland, but elsewhere as well, become a little bit less naive and a little bit more. Yeah, I think. Question. Um, especially maybe the 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 Samheri case, the fish rot files that the Kveikur here at the roof broke in 2019, and have been going on with uh, court cases and everything in, in Namibia, and uh, I think that might have. Put the this issue more top of mind in in more top in in people's mind, because uh, yeah, it tends to be coming up a little bit more frequently mm. uh, during the the past months, I think. Mm. And the backlash to that as well has been interesting because the way interest groups or lobbyists respond to the criticism is is very telling in in some cases as well and in this case Samheri has defended themselves robustly shall we say mm-hmm. um and shone a lot shone the light back on Rove mm-hmm. um and that in itself has caused a lot of criticism and and discussion at the very least um about how far it's fair to go i suppose is the question yeah, it is uh, it, ha- it it's been quite interesting because you also see very, very clearly where the lines are, who is, uh, where people want to, how far people want to go into in criticizing this large company that controls a lot of things in in the north of Iceland and in Icelandic politics and every Icelandic society, uh, because it's it's very very big. Mm. Um, 
and the uh, the attack on roof and the personal attacks on Helgi Selian, the the journalist, one of the journalists that that broke the story on on Samari. Uh, it has, um, yeah, it has maybe, yeah, as I said, put the uh, put this issue more on top of in people's mind, and and it's and it's been regular now. And it's it's Sam Harris' fault, uh, really, that has been so regularly in, uh, discussed in, in news media and everywhere and in, in every cafeteria in in in, in Iceland, mm. because it, they have been so frequently putting out videos and and posting blog posts on their website and always trying to disrupt the the, the current like uh, discussion that's going on. I wonder, part of me wonders at least, obviously the on the face of it the goal would be to, to get the criticism taken back to say, no, sorry, you're in the wrong, uh, we were in the wrong, you haven't done anything wrong, mm-hmm. carry on. But maybe it's too late for that and maybe they know that. Maybe it's because they want to cause such a stink, such a fuss, so much hassle that maybe media companies won't bother next time mm-hmm. and will shy away from all of this hassle basically could it be something to do with that yeah it could be uh, i really don't know what what samiri is doing um the but it it's obvious that they're trying to disrupt disrupt the uh, the discussion and they're trying to uh put out disinformation about what happened what really happened and meanwhile they haven't uh, answered any of the questions that the real journalists are putting forward um, and for me, that's the the bottom line. We really don't know what they've been doing, or at least we 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 know what we think we they have been doing because we have uh, documents to to support it. But they haven't given us any creden- uh, uh, any answer to our questions uh, on what these documents mean and what they are. They've just been an attack. Mm-hmm. And personal attacks on journalists trying to uh, undermine what they are saying and what they are implying and 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 like putting forward with uh, yeah with with these documents that they have and hopefully that doesn't lead to journalists being too scared to speak out next time um if I know journalists, which I think I do, it won't <laughs> yeah, but all the when well. Okay, for me as a uh, broadcast journalist here at the Roof, I always know I have Roof's backing, which is very good. Mm. Um, but if they would come personally and attack, attack me, I, I mean, of course I would be devastated. It yeah. would, yeah, it, it would just the knock the wind out of me. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I think it's amazing that they haven't. They they still have the confidence just to, to uh, the well the journalists have the confidence just to come out and and do their thing. I think that's uh, very noble and very yeah very good and shows their character, mm. as as well as uh, somebody shows their character going this uh, to these links, attacking Icelandic journalists. There we go. On that note. Um, 
we don't get the chance to talk about rhinoceroses, I'm afraid. <laughs> Rhinocerai? No, it's rhinoceroses. Um, there we go. Uh, the Week in Iceland will be back next Monday, the 10th of May, on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Birgit Thor Harrason, and also to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the studio. We finished today with a popular classic from 1986, a song everyone in Iceland has at least heard, if not learnt on guitar, uh, because I noticed for the first time in ages that for some reason it's on the Spotify Top 50 list, so it seemed like a good opportunity to play it. Uh, this is Romeo or Julia by Bobby Mottens. Bye for now.
Hvítir hestar dróu vagnin með Rómeo Í hlíð hans sat Júlía Trúðu á drauma myrkri svar Draumarnir tilbáðu þau 